Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com. It's no secret that 80 plus percent of our visitors come here to explore and taste wine, to engage in the wine experience by meeting vintners and winemakers. It's part of what some call engagement tourism. Beyond that, food and restaurants are a big part of the Napa experience with an equal desire for visitors to engage in meeting the celebrity chefs that make up our valley. It creates a bonding experience that results in both memories and sales. Beyond that, the arts continue to play a large part in why people come here. And it makes sense, really. After all, it's consistent with the beauty of the valley, as well as the desire for visitors to engage with those involved in the creative process. Robert Mondavi understood this years ago when he had the notion to create a mecca for wine, food, and the arts. And while the building didn't quite work out, the real mecca for such became the whole valley itself. We're going to talk about the arts today with the president of the Arts Council Napa Valley, Olivia Everett. It is my pleasure to welcome Olivia to NapaBroadcasting.com. Olivia, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Jeff, for having me. Great to have you here. You held a the first Napa County uh, State of the Arts Summit or whatever mm-hmm. it might have been called last week. Talk a little bit about what prompted you to do that, first of all, why you thought this was the right time to do that. Sure. Um, so our organization, the Arts Council, is a countywide organization, and we're an umbrella organization working on uh, policy and advocacy issues for the arts. Uh, and so we felt it was a good time to have this state of the arts because for the last three years, um, the Arts Council has been undergoing a large transition and really embracing this policy and advocacy um, message and, and our mission. And so we are modeling ourselves after other associations like the Vintners Association and the Visit Napa Valley and what they do for their industries we want to do for the arts. And talk a little bit about the overall community sentiment about the arts in Napa Mm -hmm. Valley, and it really has changed dramatically over the years. You've played a large part in that, in calling attention to it and realizing its role, not only for the people in the community, but really as part of the visitor experience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that um, the change and the funding, actually, of uh, Visit Napa Valley and the tourism industry has allowed us to shed a light on the importance of the arts as a leg of um, our visitor experience um, and also allowed us to talk about that message about how important it is to the locals. Um, We've been really fortunate to get um, leaders in hospitality and leaders in the Vintner community really championing what the arts can do for us uh, economically as well as socially and civically. and, uh, and so we've seen adoption of arts ordinances in the city of Napa. Yountville has adopted an art walk policy. Um, and we're seeing a lot more um, sophisticated conversations about how to arrange, how to sustain, and how to collaborate in the arts to make it something that's pervasive for, um, for everyone from school children to, to senior citizens. What data do we have in terms of engagement in the arts in the mm-hmm. Valley, both in terms of education and in terms of visitors? Um, well, the in terms of the education question, we've actually, um, part of the State of the Arts Conference, uh, the second presentation was from the Napa County Alliance for Arts Education. Um, and what we've been learning, the reason why that alliance started is because it was so unclear what was happening in education, in the arts, um, whether it was music, theater, dance, or visual arts. 
And so this alliance has been working over the last year um, in a subcommittee of educators to figure out that exact question, what's happening in education, what's the engagement in education. Um, And what they've been finding out is not a surprise. Um, It's happening nationally and definitely statewide. California ranks 50th in arts education (laughs) in the states. Um, So what we're seeing that exact mirroring here in Napa County and the changes that are happening in education, it's a great time to to relook at that. And we found that Really, um, only one school in the county has all uh, one high school in the county has all of the um, of the standard based legally based um, arts education offerings that they should. Um, and again, you know, standards exist because that's what we want to achieve, but it doesn't always happen because of funding issues. And, and that's always a big concern. And so this alliance is how do we that now that we know what the landscape looks like, how do we um, how do we address it and how do we help our schools? Even knowing what the landscape looks like, how do we begin to address the funding issues as it relates to NVUSD and the work the county office is doing and even work here at Napa Valley College? Well, um, I think that's a great opportunity that the Alliance is bringing that one of the the abilities we're going to have now that we actually can see the landscape of what's happening in public schools, we can actually say, okay, we need more dance and, you know, eighth, sixth, seventh, eighth grades to prepare people for the ninth grade curriculum. We know we need these teachers and we know that there are these arts institutions to be able to help that. We're going to have a really clear map of what's possible. And funders love nothing more than to actually know that they're making a difference and that their funds are being used well um, and that the people they're funding are being good stewards. So that's one of our hopes is that with as we become more clear and we engage more people in this conversation, that private family foundations, uh, regional foundations, and perhaps even national uh, foundations can start to f- fund programs that are actually um, filling in these gaps, as well as um, places like the Nat Valley Education Foundation, who's in this team and saying, okay, what can we do to raise individual funds and sustain like they're doing through the Music Connection um, with music. How do the other organizations fit into this? Places like the Oxbow School and Mm -hmm. DeRosa and the Napa Valley Museum and even the Opera House and and Lincoln Theater where you held this conference last week. Well, um, let's see, DeRosa, Napa Valley Museum, Lincoln Theater, I mean, all of those have education programs. I mean, obviously the Oxbow School is a school and so they have a wonderful, incredibly sophisticated art program we're very lucky to have here in the county. But it's drawing students from all over the country. Um, I believe uh, last time I checked, we were only about two students a year um, from Napa County. Um, the rest are, are national. But I think that there's an amazing asset that they have there of the instructors that they're bringing, the free artist lectures that they have, um, the facilities, um, and the trainings that could potentially be collaborative. And that's something that DeRosa offers and in the museum. They all have assets. Um, and a lot of uh, these organizations like the Lincoln and, and the Opera House are funding programs to bring teachers into the classrooms. And what we're talking about now is, okay, what do we need, what does the Arts Council need to do and what can we do collaboratively to make sure that the teachers that they're putting in, the artists that they're bringing into the classrooms are trained to the standards, that they know how to work in a classroom environment, and that the teachers, on the other hand, know how to work with a teaching artist. Um, so it's a very complicated system, but at least now we know where we're headed. Mm-hmm. And what about the private theaters, for example, the uh, City Winery and the Uptown? To what extent are they helping in this effort? Well, um, 
you know, right now we've really been focusing on the nonprofit um, mm-hmm. because that's more in their mission. Um, also, the definition of arts education that we're using with Alliance is sequential arts learning. That's sort of the highest, you know, level. That's sort mm-hmm. of where we want to head because we've broken down, not we, that it has been broken down um, education into different avenues. And you can have enrichment programs where it's really about bringing an arts just to, to entertain or enrich um an experience, um, then you can just go and see a show and have that kind of one-way discussion. Maybe critical thinking is a part of that. Um, but sequential arts learning is where you actually learn in discipline. Like you learn how to read music, you learn how about rhythm, and then you start to progress in an instrument and you learn music theory, you know, and then you have a comprehensive education. That's really what we're going towards. And I think that these private venues may potentially, you know, they could like... Um, um, the Napa School of Music adopt mm-hmm. music programs um, to be able to teach students or bring in master artists that can go into the classrooms and help um, help forward this message. What are the contributions so far, and what more would you like to see from the city and the county specifically? Well, from the cities, cities, and the yeah. yeah. Well. I think that one of the things is, you know, I know that county doesn't tend to stick its hand in education, um, and that makes sense. But I think that there's a lot that they can do in terms of promoting the arts and making, you know, which will eventually tie into education, making it possible for exhibition space, affordable studio spaces so that artists can work and live here, um, which is, you know, land use restrictions, ordinances, which prohibit um you know, there's no current permitting process for playing music in the streets or, you know, if you just mm-hmm. want to try things out, which is really important to the to the ecosystem of the arts. You know, you have to have the grassroots arts level. You have to have a place where students can can actually have a garage band and, and learn on their own in order for them to become working artists that then bring back into the economy. Talk a little bit about the role of the Latino population mm-hmm. in the arts community. Well, right now, it's actually, uh, much like the rest of the community, very um, separate. Uh, the Latino arts community, especially, you know, recent immigrant populations, mm-hmm. um, have wonderful music shows and dance shows and art shows. Um, and we're only just recently, I think, in the fa- last few years, seeing to see more of the formal institutions trying to do formal outreach programs and sort of say, okay, you know, it's a different culture, and how do we... How do we embrace that culture in our programming and what we're doing, Um, you know, from things like DeRosa adding a Spanish language tour and the Nap Valley Museum having an all Latino artist show um, and letting local Latino um, arts artists curate that exhibition so that they, you know, can can speak eloquently and to to what's actually being exhibited and what it means to their culture. I think that's really just the starting point um, because we don't want to see, you know, two separate cultures on top of each other. We want to see communication, and I think that's what the arts can do and that's what they can bring. Um, so it's just going to take a little bit more coordinated effort um, to really address this in, in a way that the leaders in the community who maybe aren't Latino can can learn what the audience, who the audience is and what their mindset is. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the coordination. You touched on this a little while ago with Visit Napa Valley, mm-hmm. and, and they've really become a large part of the arts effort here in Napa. Yes, they have. Um, you know, actually, uh, I sit on the advisory council 
for the county for that distributes arts and culture funds. And uh, recently, or it's going to be up, a visit Napa, the visitor management program portion is one of the largest funders of arts, you know, public funds for arts in the county. I mean, there really isn't any significant fund for arts. And Visit Napa Valley adopting arts as a part of their four pillars of what Napa Valley rests on has really given an impetus to the business community to say, we need to invest in this in this pillar in order for it to grow. And I think that their efforts to market the arts and raise awareness for what's here is really uh, surprised a lot of people at how much mm. there is and how much sophisticated it is, and frankly, how much work there is to grow it, to be, you know, when you're talking about the wine industry, that's 80% of our economy, and, and the second largest is hospitality, which is about a tenth the size, and then the arts is about a 20th the size of that. Um, you know, we have a long way to grow to strengthen that pillar, and I think Visit Up Valley has done an awesome job of advocating for that message. And of course, the, the centerpiece of that has been the Arts in April effort. Well, the Arts in April um, program is a program that is highlighting arts programming, uh, arts events, independently coordinated arts events, produced arts events that are Uh, collectively marketed. So uh, organizations and businesses and artists participate by putting on a special or unique event. We're really encouraging it to be something innovative, something that maybe they're taking a little risks or trying to reach a new audience, the visitor audience, um, and making new partnerships, a lot of um, winery and arts partnerships, a lot of winery and institution partnerships like Stagleep and DeRosa are partnering on an artist residency program. And what we do is we coordinate all of those independent events. This year we have 57 so far, um, and market it as one umbrella celebration of the arts throughout Napa County um, to regional and national audiences. What is the most difficult part of, of your job, of the Arts Council's job at this point? What is what is really the, the toughest thing to try and do, even given all this new awareness and participation across the county? Well, I think um, there's two things. One is that there's such an amazing vision out there for what the arts can be and what they can do and so much passion and sometimes coordinating that and getting a strategy and getting people to be patient and not burned out you know not overextend themselves and 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 push too hard too fast so that it fails I mean I think Copia was an example of that Um, that that can be really trying you know people are really really passionate and with passion comes emotion and that's part of the great thing of the arts and that's part of the difficult thing of the arts Um, and the other part of that is you know which obviously I think any nonprofit executive would say is funding to make it all possible and to to really um, sustain the infrastructure to make that happen and so that's just again patience a lot of getting the message out there and telling the people and finding out those people who believe in that message. How is the Arts Council of Napa Valley funded right now? Well, majority of our funding comes from grants right now, um, actually, uh, and majority of that funding, about half of our grant funding is from county or state. Um, so we have a lot, uh, we are the county's official arts agency, uh, not, even though we're a nonprofit partner. So um, funding comes from that for special projects, and then the Hewlett Foundation and um, the Sato Foundation um, really support us as well. And then the parts that um, we, we recognize we're sort of tapping out our grant potential um, and where we're headed next is is reaching corporate and individual donations to sustain as well as um, earned income from memberships. So artists mm-hmm. actually join and nonprofits join and businesses join the Arts Council. Talk about the effort in corporate donations, particularly as it relates to wineries and the wine industry mm-hmm. in general, and particularly beyond that, some of the larger corporate players in the Valley. Sure. Well, obviously, um, you know, when you're talking corporations in Napa and you're talking funding, the wine industry is what we have. Um, and so one of the programs we're actually running during Arts in April is called Creative Change. 
And that's an opt-in donation program that any corporation or business who would like to give back to the arts during the celebration of the arts, which is a nice tie-in, um, and they're hosting an event, they can choose a choose a delivery program for donations, whether it's a straight donation or last year, um, the wine train donated a dollar per ticket sold, which netted $7,842, which the fact that surprised me is that there were 7,842 tickets sold. <laughs> I was like, wow, in one month, that's amazing. That's a um, and, uh, and this year they're holding a, an auction from Heidi Barrett. Um, but she was an artist and a, and a winemaker to sustain it. And so, um, that's one of our first big coordinated efforts to show, to build a program. I kind of think about it like Napa Neighbors um, in the wine industry. That's sort of something people can rely on. They know it. It becomes familiar, and that's a big initiative of ours. Is there any nexus between the Napa Valley Arts Council and the Film Festival, which is certainly a big part of, of the arts that have come to Napa Valley? Yeah, the Film Festival is a member of ours. Um, I actually have drinks with Brenda Larmer quite often. We discuss uh, uh, strategies and things we want to do. I'm a right. film major, so it's close to my heart. Um, and also other festivals like Festival del Soleil, um, and, uh, and we work with them in order to develop community outreach strategies or just help them reach the community and get feedback or industry help. Um, They have job postings and things like that. We help it get it out there. So really it's about creating a network for them um, among their other colleagues to share strategies and and information and resources. Are there specific numbers or is there more research that needs to be done in terms of the impact of the arts on the local economy? There's definitely more research to be done. The last report we did was in 2009. Um, that 2009 report um, was really the first report that that stated the arts do have an impact. That um, you know, when people go to City Winery or the Opera House and they see a show, they're not just seeing a show. They're going out to the restaurants. They're staying in hotels. They're you know uh, going to wineries, and and that it's really it extends their stay. Um, and so that report really helped us to get our foot in the door in a lot of ways, but. As you mentioned, even in the last three years, and that was you know six years ago, um, a lot has changed, and I think that we're seeing even more and bigger numbers, especially with additions like the film festival and Bottle Rock, and how much success you know the Festival del Soleil is in its tenth year now, and um, yeah, and, and and the impact those events are having, not to mention you know all the wineries who are do, now doing some sort of an arts program. So um, I would love love to be able to do that again. Does that become competitive after a while the fact that the wineries are doing their own program and it's in some ways competitive because people have a finite amount of time with some of the work that your members are doing is is there an issue there or does or is there a way that it's all working together well we strive for it to work together um and that's part of our job that's part of the difficulty um you know, is getting people to see we're all in this together. You know, it, it can't be a fighting situation. There is enough to go around. And the beauty is when you step back and you go, oh, that's my unique value. I, and you take competition out of out of the equation. Um, you get to do something that's more meaningful. You get to do something that's more fulfilling. Um, so so I think that, that there's a sense at some point of fear that, oh, it's too competitive or, or even worse, you know, we're selling out. Um, in the arts, that's always a very, you know, it's a, <laughs> not a line people want to want to cross. Um, and as part of the State of the Arts conferences, I was talking about that, that, you know, just because we're reaching a visitor audience doesn't mean you sell out. It means you have 2.9 million people who are coming to your doorstep with really relatively low competition when you consider other cultural centers and the ratio of visitor to resident. 
you know, we are so fortunate here to have that level of an audience and this sophisticated an audience to speak to who then take your ideas back to the rest of the world. There's no reason it has to be competitive. As you look at your colleagues in other Bay Area counties, in California in general, but more specifically in Bay Area counties, how are we doing as compared to some other areas in terms of our focus and our success in promoting the arts? Well, um, I'd say we're doing pretty well. Uh, the Arts in April program, uh, for instance, won a state award um, and has gotten a lot of recognition. Um, and even when I go to the state capitol and I speak with colleagues from around from around the area, um, you know, they love what Porch Fest is doing and think that's great. I mean, it was a program that was modeled on the East Coast, but you know, bringing it here and taking advantage of the Victorians and the landscape we have here. Um, so I think we're doing a pretty good job. Um, you know, and also that. Other areas which are much more densely populated with um, philanthropists and artists like Marin, their arts council went under um, a few years ago. And and I think that it's really about the collaborative nature of the community and, and the community sticking together than anything. Um, but again, you know, we don't have a fund for the arts. Um, we don't have... Uh, the level of sophistication in arts education, our VAPA, a visual and performing arts coordinator at the Office of Education or NBUSD, um, which a lot of our colleagues in our region do. Um, and I think those sort of things, those sort of institutional frameworks make a huge, huge difference. Also, we're a rural county, and um, unlike a lot of our cohort in the area, um, so people are just kind of getting used to this idea of actually going out and, and engaging um, in city centers and, and different things when we're, it's a little bit different of a lifestyle. So part of the challenge for the arts here is meeting people where they are and also growing as the community changes. Is there more the college could be doing to help in this effort? Oh, absolutely. There's always more. Um, you know, I think that the college has been doing such a fantastic job in supporting their own arts programs. And one of the things that I've talked to my colleagues here about is, um, how do we now take the next step of engaging the rest of the community in these programs? Um, and, you know, being able to take advantage of the resources the college has here, which is always a, a tricky line to walk because of regulations. Um, but also, I love what Jennifer King is doing about taking the Shakespeare program to Veterans Park. And I think more of that, more of outward presentation of what's happening in the college would just inspire the community. How did you get involved in all of this? <laughs> um, that's a really good question. I sort of fell into it, to be totally honest. Um, I uh, came back from uh, film school and wanted to do something in Napa. I really believed Napa could have a creative community. So I started a grassroots arts organization, uh, which got the attention of the Arts Council at the time, and then uh, joined the board. And it really grew out of a completely selfish intention of having a film uh, community here in Napa that I could make films with and do artsy things with and have artsy discussions with and, you know, really believe there was potential for a creative economy. And then it turned into a passion. And um, I, I love it way more than I ever loved making films. So, you know, again, a kind of selfish turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Everett, Arts Council, Napa Valley. Thank you. I thank you so much for coming in and spending time with us here on NapaBroadcasting.com. My pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Wine, food, talk. NapaBroadcasting.com